This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. A man who's gone through hell, but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him. Not everybody, but people love him and respect him. Roger Stone. Now, here's Roger Stone. Welcome back. This is Roger Stone, and this is The Roger Stone Show here on 77 WABC Radio. Joining me now is Kash Patel, former chief of staff to the acting secretary of defense in the Trump administration. Prior to that, Kash Patel served as deputy assistant to the president and senior director for counterterrorism at the National Security Council. Uh, And prior to that, he served as the National Security Advisor and Senior Counsel for the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, where he spearheaded the investigation into alleged Russian collusion. Kash Patel is someone for whom I have enormous respect and admiration, so much so that I have named one of my dogs cash and if you know how much i love my dogs that is a measure of my immense respect for him cash patel welcome to the roger stone show roger thank you kindly for having me on in that introduction and of course i'm always humbled uh to be a part of the uh, extended stone family in that fashion uh you uh, are as i say someone who has been very outspoken i think extraordinarily effective on pushing back on the various fake news mainstream media narratives about President Donald Trump, about the Trump administration, about the Russian collusion, which we now know definitively, first from the Nunes report, which you helped write. Uh, I think Congressman Devin Nunes, former chairman of the House select permanent committee, one of the great unsung heroes uh, of the Trump years. Uh, And of course, subsequently, uh, the final long awaited, slow rolled, but still devastating John Durham special counsel final report. We now know that Russian collusion was a hoax, that there was no probable cause, no evidence of Russian collusion. Uh, with the Trump campaign that would have justified the illegal and illicit FISA warrants that were used to spy on Donald Trump and his associates, Uh, no probable cause to justify the appointment of special counsel Robert Mueller, uh, and no probable cause for the uh, media assault on President Donald Trump. But shockingly, we learned not long ago that while you were fulfilling your constitutional and legal duties to investigate the entire Russian collusion matter uh, in your auspices as an as an officer uh, and a staff member for the U.S. Congress, the U.S. Department of Justice was spying essentially on you. Tell us about it. <clears throat> yeah, it's it, it's something you would uh, almost laugh at and say, "Oh, that's fake news," but unfortunately. It wasn't even a Democratic-led effort. Rod Rosenstein, then the, effectively the attorney general, and Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, 
sat down with Devin Nunes and I in the uh, in the basement of the Capitol building in January of 2018 and threatened to investigate and subpoena us because we were exposing their corruption. And remember, Rod Rosenstein is the one that signed the illegal FISA warrant on then-sitting President Donald Trump, which was rescinded by the FISA court as a result of our investigation. And Chris Ray is the character that has covered up all of the FBI's lies by his agents and his teams to the FISA court and just called it an unintentional accident. And what we learned four-plus years later was because Google notified me after the five-year window had expired that those two guys had subpoenaed my records when I was a senior staffer on Capitol Hill. And they lied to us in January of 2018 because they had already done it two months before that, executed the search warrants for my personal, private, banking, email, text, phone calls, everything. And it was totally baseless. The only reason they wanted to do it was to get a revenge on us, me and Devin Nunes and company. And it should be a chilling factor that you would think anyone on Capitol Hill would be like, wait a second. The Department of Justice is baselessly surveilling senior staffers on Capitol Hill. You would think that would be headline news. But because it was us exposing Russiagate, they've mowed past it. But, you know, since nobody will act, I did. So just last week, I filed a federal lawsuit against Rod Rosenstein, Chris Ray, the DOJ, the FBI, for violating my constitutional rights and baselessly surveilling me, among other things. And I'm going to see those guys in court. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to take their depositions. I'm going to get the discovery. I'm going to get the emails. I'm going to show the American public that they have weaponized justice for personal vendettas. This is how these corrupt government gangsters operate. And no one else in this government is going to hold them accountable. So, Roger, you know better than anyone. You just got to suit up and jump in the fight. And that's what we did here. And I'm looking forward to getting the information to the American public. Yeah, this is sadly not really the first time this has happened. Uh, CIA Director John Brennan was actively spying on members of the U.S. Senate and their staffs because they were investigating his abuse uh, of the laws uh, that prevented uh, the use of torture uh, as CIA Mm -hmm. director. Uh, He, of course, has paid no price whatsoever for that. Uh, he misled the public. Uh, he pushed the Russian collusion narrative, even though he himself knew that there was mm-hmm. no evidence of Russian collusion. He certainly, as well as Rod Rosenstein, uh, was well aware of the original origins of the so-called Steele dossier, uh, the dirty dossier that was fabricated to justify the investigation into Donald Trump. And then we learned this week, that uh, that James Clapper, who lied to Congress under oath about whether or not the government used a program to collect metadata on American citizens, uh, but who was rewarded with a sinecure position as an analyst for CNN when he's not teaching ethics at Vermont College, ethics, that is, uh, <laughs> and, and John Brennan, who I think at this point is thoroughly discredited, it was announced this week that they have just been appointed to a, essentially an intelligence <laughs> oversight board by the Department of Homeland Security. Your reaction to that? Well, it's a sad reality that if you want to screw up in government, um, or if you want a promotion in government, excuse me, screw up. If you want a big, big promotion, screw up hugely. And you just described two cabinet secretaries who have lied to Congress, who have abused their powers in the intelligence community, unlawfully surveil 
Americans and collect data from the United States senators and their staffers and lie about the Russiagate hoax from day one, even though they knew the truth that Hillary Clinton had paid for it and there was no justification to open up a case against Donald Trump. These two guys weaponized the intelligence community and they are receiving uh, benefits for it. Now, remember, John Brennan, at least in the Trump administration, we revoked his security clearance. So there's no way he should be able to sit on this board unless, wait for it, Mayorkas and Biden go ahead and reinstate his security clearance so he can go ahead and make millions of dollars in the private sector. These two guys have destroyed the respect anyone has for our intelligence community and have crippled our nation's national security, and now they're being paid for it uh, through some government-funded boondoggle. And I think Americans need to realize that this is an apolitical mission. I don't care that they're Democrat. I care that they fail the American people in protecting us and pushing out disinformation to help rig presidential elections, not to mention the fact that these guys signed the Hunter Biden letter, the 51 Intel letter, which they still stand by, even though it's been shown that Hunter Biden's laptop is not Russian disinformation, and that helped rig yet another presidential election. So this is the pattern that they have established, and this is why they're on the board, Roger, and I want your audience to be aware. They are going to try and rig this upcoming presidential election. This is not an accident. They put him there so they can get out on the bully pulpit and lie again to the American public. I think that is absolutely correct. Uh, this is the question I get more than any other. Uh, President Donald Trump is enjoying a political resurgence in the country mm-hmm. like nothing I have seen mm-hmm. 13 Republican presidential candidate camp- campaigns uh, and over 700 campaigns nationally and internationally in my career. I mean, look, I worked for President Ronald Reagan. He was among our greatest presidents. He was among our most popular presidents, but even he never had the intensity of support that Donald Trump has today. And with every new poll, the president is gaining both new voters uh, and just as importantly, new small and medium sized donors. There is no question in my mind that if we have a free, fair, honest, transparent election in 2024, uh, that Donald Trump will win comfortably. On the other hand, my biggest fear, given the lack of any election law reform in any of the swing states, uh, that the same bad actors who I think corrupted the last election are gearing up to corrupt the election yet again. You have written an incredible book, Government Gangsters, uh, uh, that really exposes what Dwight Eisenhower called the military-industrial complex, what today we call the deep state. You have firsthand experience uh, with those who are corrupting uh, and subverting our government at the highest levels. But you had some problems getting this book to market, did you not? (laughs) I did, and I'm happy to announce on your show it's releasing within days. Uh, Finally, the Biden administration, when you're a former government official, you have to get approval to get your manuscript released and printed as a book. That takes usually two to three months. Ten months later, the Biden administration has sent my manuscript to nine different agencies and departments, which is unheard of. It usually goes to one, a maximum of two. And then they said, no, no, we're still reviewing it. We don't want this information out there. And I filed a federal lawsuit challenging them in court. And, of course, they finally bent the knee because they knew I had just done one thing, written the truth, exposed the deep state, shown America how to obliterate them. 
And I think the thing they're most ticked off about is I named every government gangster by name and title that has ever failed this country that I ever came across, Republican or Democrat. And Donald Trump calls this book the roadmap to 2024. Once we won, and I also stuffed a book full of government documents and receipts so the American public can know what happened on January 6th, can know what happened about Russiagate, can know about Nancy Pelosi's unlawful, unconstitutional behavior on January 6th and her lies about it. I want the American public educated so that they do not fall victim to yet another rigged election. So the book Government Gangsters comes out in just a few short days. Uh, go to governmentgangsters.com right now and pre-order it. Get on Amazon. I'm signing copies. We're having a lot of fun. And I'm really appreciative that you let me um, <clears throat> help roll the book out uh, for this book launch. It's been, it's been quite the ordeal. I didn't think – I thought writing a book would be hard. I didn't think battling the, the, my own government to put out the truth would be so difficult. But uh, I guess it comes as no surprise since the deep state is still in power. So, folks, again, just in case you didn't catch that, you can pre-order your copy at governmentgangsters.com. That's governmentgangsters.com. <clears throat> this promises to be a barn burner. I am, I'm really, really looking forward to it uh, because I know Cash Patel. Uh, he's a man of enormous courage, uh, and he names names. Uh, this is going to be, uh, I think, a, a watershed book, an important seminal book for exposing the deep state and that everything uh, that happened in the two and a half, almost three year effort to destroy the Trump presidency. Uh, you can also follow Cash uh, at Truth Social, uh, where he is simply Cash, K-A-S-H, Cash Patel at Cash. Truth Social really is an extraordinarily dynamic uh uh, social media platform. It is a great place not only to meet uh, and to talk to like-minded individuals, but it's a great platform to share the truth and to educate people who know generally that they are on our side, but who need to be armed with the facts. That is the thing about Cash Patel. He brings the receipts. Cash, I understand you spoke recently at the Villages, uh, a very large uh, and vibrant Trump group there in a retirement community here in uh, Central Florida, and you were extremely well uh, received. I want to congratulate you for that. You. I am still hearing good things about your remarks there. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And it was very humbling for an organization like the in the villages, Florida, the villages for Trump and and uh, born to ride group for Trump, that they would even um, have me speak there it was so humbling. There was probably 300 plus people there. I couldn't believe it. Um, but what's energizing to me, Roger, and I think this is probably um, you, you can share in this, is that when you see Americans so engaged and so hungry for the truth, we know that our our battle, our mission is working, but we have a lot of work to do. And when we can fold in great Americans like the villagers. I like the people at the villages and get them on our mission and on our track and pushing Donald Trump agenda. We have a chance at saving this country. And that's why we um, just don't stop. We're relentless. We're going to go around the country. We're going to do shows. We're going to do interviews. Um, and we're never going to stop putting the mission first. And it was just really inspirational to see an amazing group of Americans like that um, show their care for country and love of Donald Trump and desire to see him reelected as president. So, that's the mission going forward. That's part of the mission in Government Gangsters. And uh, I'll be doing book tours all over the country, I guess, for the next couple of months. It's, it's a humbling experience, but I'm, I'm happy to just 
put it all out there because, as you know better than anyone, Roger, this this election, if we don't win this one, then it's all over and the deep state is going to be entrenched for the next half century. Well, having written five books myself, one New York Times bestseller, four Amazon bestsellers, I can tell you firsthand that radio is the number one driver for important book sales. So I want to make it clear that you are always welcome on the oh, Roger Stone Show here at 77 WABC, where we are making AM radio great again. If you're just tuning in, folks, <laughs> we're talking to Cash Patel, uh, former chief of staff uh, for the U.S. Department of Defense, former deputy assistant to President Donald Trump, uh, and the senior director for counterterrorism at the National Security Council, uh, and where I first met him as national security advisor and senior counsel to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, where he helped author the historic Nunes report, uh, which was widely disparaged by Adam Schiff and Eric <laughs> Swalwell and Jerry uh, Nadler, but turned out to be, in retrospect, the, the stone-cold truth. I mean, the single most credible document regarding what actually happened in the non-existent Russian uh, collusion. Cash, let, let's move to the current day, if mm -hmm. we may. Uh, you posted this uh, on Truth Social the other day. I reposted it because I thought it was so important. You said, did anyone in Congress move uh, to hold Attorney General Merrick Garland in contempt for violating multiple congressional subpoenas? How about for lying under oath once again about Hunter Biden uh, and whether he communicated with Weiss? That would be David Weiss, the former U.S. attorney, I guess the current U.S. attorney for Delaware, but now I think illegally holding the title of special counsel investigating Hunter Biden. Did anyone move to seize some DOJ funding he's using to build this two-tiered justice system? Or has Congress ceded all constitutional oversight authority to Attorney General Merrick Garland so he can continue to rig elections and destroy justice with reckless abandon? Will anyone execute any real measure of accountability? No, you said, I don't think so. Lay this out for us. Yeah, it's just tragic. You know, when, you know, I, I don't like going out there and being, you know, somewhat hyperbolic, but it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's just grounded in truth. And when you have a two tier system of justice, and I've told President Trump this, you know, I think that's one of the central things that should be a part of his campaign going forward. And I think he's made it so because everybody in America now realizes they could be targeted unlawfully, baselessly by this DOJ if they dare to go into a house of worship, if they dare to put an America first um, agenda on their on their social media, if they dare to support Donald Trump, or if they dare to do anything that the Biden administration doesn't like, they could be merc mercilessly and baselessly prosecuted. And, you know, the one thing I learned in Russiagate is when, when you violate a congressional subpoena, that's a felony. And if there's no cause of action to come back and bring these people into the fold, then they're going to keep doing it again and again and again. And we took their money back then. I'm not saying defund the entire organization, but you can ground Chris Gray's government-funded G5 jet. He doesn't need that thing. And you could take away Merrick Garland's toys. They don't need a super fancy new set of cars or any other um, 
um, instruments and computers and government buildings. We can shut all that down until they come to come to uh, heal. And 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 I'll and I'll highlight you whatever your position is on Bannon or Navarro. They were prosecuted for contempt of Congress for violating supposedly congressional subpoenas, even though they were unwarranted. They prosecuted them. So why is it that Ray and Garland are allowed to be uh, given a get-out-of-jail-free pass? And Congress has the inherent contempt of Congress powers, which means they don't need the DOJ. We can't have the cops police themselves. We know they won't do it. They can have the sergeant arms go out there and arrest Garland and Ray for breaking the law, for establishing a precedent that is illegal and unconstitutional because they work for Congress, not the other way around. And we, the American public, more than anything, deserve to know the documentation that shows their corruption so we can be educated at the polls. And Congress has had multiple opportunities to go after him in this hearing with Garland where he just sat there and lied. There was no repercussions. No one took any money from him. No one told him he was in violation of subpoenas. No one thought he was committing a felony. And it's just grotesque. I'm sure more letters will be written from the well of Congress, but it's just a lot of inaction, and I was tired of seeing it. And I think we need to just keep our focus going forward in, in educating the American public and hopefully get some more documents somehow, some way. Yeah, look, I totally sympathize with your point of view, and I also sympathize with both Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. Now, I was subpoenaed by the January 6th committee, and I fulfilled my legal obligation uh, to show up for a hearing uh, where I asserted my Fifth Amendment rights. Not because I did anything wrong, not because I had anything whatsoever to hide. Any claim that I knew in advance about, participated in, or condoned any illegal activity on January 6th or any other date for that matter, is categorically false. Doesn't matter how many times Ari Melber at MSNBC wants <laughs> to say otherwise, he's wrong. Nor, as it turns out, did I participate in, I'm a non-lawyer, but I think was a legal effort to persuade the U.S. Senate to delay the certification of the Electoral College until some of the state legislatures who have the inherent authority under Article 2 uh, to award electors to presidential candidates based on the popular vote within the states uh, to re-examine the election results. Don't think that's seditious. Don't think it's uh, that it that it is illegal. Uh, don't think it is treasonous. Uh, I didn't think it would be successful, but nonetheless, I was not involved in that effort other than reading about it, other than following the media coverage of it. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you're absolutely right, and you have educated me today. Uh, sending a contempt citation. Uh, over the stonewalling of members of the Biden administration of the House Republicans' investigation into Hunter Biden would be a fool's errand. Uh, they would stonewall that just like they are stonewalling the request for information. I was unaware that the Congress had the authority on its own uh, to have the sergeant of arms detain those individuals who have refused uh, to uh, to submit to a legal subpoena from the Congress. Yeah, it's it's one of those powers that no one talks about, and it's it should be rarely used. And the reason Congress has that power is just for this type of scenario. If the DOJ and FBI are breaking the law, and the Attorney General and the FBI Director are leading that charge, 
you can't refer a matter from Congress and say, hey, Mr. Attorney General, director of the FBI, you've broken the law. Please investigate yourself. It's ludicrous. That's why that power exists. But with Republicans now in the middle of this budget battle and trying to figure out a way to give more money to the Ukrainians instead of our homeless veterans, for example, um, I feel or I'm afraid are going to cede more authority yet again and have Merrick Garland, Chris Ray take the victory lap as if they're somehow still protecting America. And I can't encourage everyone listening to the show anymore than now to get out and call your representatives and tell them that you want DOJ and FBI brought into compliance with the law. There can be no two-tier system of justice in this country if you want free and fair elections and if you want to be able to express your thoughts under the First Amendment and not be prosecuted for baselessly like Donald Trump is and so many other people. And the only Republican measure we have is the House of Representatives. That's why that's who I'm talking about right now. We don't have the White House. We don't have the Senate. We don't have another mechanism of government to come in there and get these government gangsters to come in and do the job they're supposed to do. They have taken a a privilege, which is serving this country, and turned it into a money-making right. And they enter this cyclical process of going to the swamp and getting their seven-figure contracts when they're on their way out, just like Esper and so many other government gangsters. And do you think it's a coincidence that Gina Haspel and Rod Rosenstein now currently are employed at, get, get wait for it, Chris Ray's old law firm? This is what these people do. They service themselves, and we must end this cycle. Uh, it really is uh, a revolving door. Uh, yesterday I was nauseated watching Congressman Jerry Nadler trying to <laughs> run point in the cover-up of Hunter Biden's uh, various crimes, which, based on what I have read at MarcoPoloUSA.org, and by the way, we have Garrett Ziegler uh, from Marco Polo, the nonprofit organization that I think has done an incredible public service by publishing and annotating uh, Hunter Biden's laptop contents. We'll be talking about that today on the show. Uh, essentially, trying to claim that the IRS uh, and FBI whistleblowers who have come forward at great personal risk to themselves, risking the security of themselves and their families, not just their financial security, but also their physical security to tell the truth. Essentially what Congressman Nadler said, well, well, people above them uh, contradict everything they have to say. So in other words, people in the FBI and the IRS who have nothing whatsoever to lose uh, are trying to run a massive cover-up. Congressman Dan Goldman from right here in Manhattan uh, has claimed, has actually accused you of using a tax-free foundation to essentially bribe the whistleblowers to offer false testimony against Hunter Biden. Any reasonable person who listened to that testimony and its detail and understands the enormous pressure these whistleblowers have brought upon them truth themselves by telling the truth know that that is an egregious lie. Tell us uh, about what you have done for these courageous whistleblowers and how people can help. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's the cashfoundation.com, the cashfoundation.com. Look, when we get out there and we're covering the country, 
we learn that so many people have been wronged. So many people's rights have been violated, but they don't have the funds to fight back. And <clears throat> so we created a 501c3 called the Cash Foundation. And <clears throat> you can go to the website and check us out. And if you <clears throat> know someone who needs help, fill out a quick application, and we will get you the help that you need. Um, whistleblowers are also individuals we help. And, of course, Silver Spoon Goldman, Adam Schiff's protege, guy's never worked a day in his life, he's been spoon-fed billions of dollars. Um, <clears throat> from his family, uh, had the audacity to go out into the well of Congress and lie about brave whistleblowers. I don't care what you say about me, but those whistleblowers put their careers on the line to expose government waste, fraud, and abuse at the FBI. And then he said, we at our foundation bought and paid for those whistleblowers. No, we help whistleblowers who provide credible witness testimony after they've come forward if they need financial assistance because Chris Ray took away their government checks. And they couldn't have the ability to pay for rent, to help their children, to cover food expenses. So the Cash Foundation came in. We will never stop doing that. We will never apologize for that. On top of that, you can't let these corrupt actors like Silver Spoon, Adam Goldman, get away with it. So not only did I file a criminal referral to the Department of Justice, yes, he broke the law by making that statement from the well of Congress. I also filed it. <clears throat> A referral to the House Ethics Committee. Now, I know that those are probably not going to go anywhere, but the purpose is you got to silence them. And then he came back and tried to apologize a million times on social media and say, oh, well, you know, I didn't really do that. And I challenged him to come into a real courtroom and put on his big boy pants and see if he will contest the case of defamation because that's what he did. He defamed me, but more importantly, he defamed these whistleblowers who are coming out bravely. And we've seen what whistleblowers can do. The IRS guys have shown how the two-tier system of justice has permeated up to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And we need whistleblowers to keep coming forward because we know these are not the only two instances of gross government abuse and unlawful conduct. So go to thecashfoundation.com, help support us. We've got the best merch in the business, and all the money goes right back out the door for veterans, for law enforcement, for active duty service members, tuition. We have a scholarship. And, yes, we are going to continue to help whistleblowers. Uh, this is an extraordinarily important effort, folks. I've had several of these whistleblowers on my show, Stephen Friend, Kyle Seraphim. These are courageous men, some of whom were facing homelessness uh, because all their government benefits have been cut off. They have something to risk, uh, and they put it all on the line simply to tell the truth. And Cash Patel has very courageously stepped forward to help them. Uh, and his reward for that is to be accused falsely by Congressman Dan Goldman of bribery. Uh, it is uh, it is indeed uh, nauseating. We just have a few more minutes here. Cash, give me your quick assessment uh, of the lawfare that is being waged against President Donald Trump. I don't think there's anyone in the country who believes that if Donald Trump were not leading for the Republican presidential nomination mm -hmm. now by heavy, heavy double digits uh, and continuing despite the assault on him uh, by mainstream fake news media to lead Joe Biden nationally and in the swing states that he would be the target in D.C., in Miami, in Georgia, in New York City. So give us your quick assessment. Yeah, look, as a former national security prosecutor and public defender, I thought the, the legal system, the DOJ and the courts of law would be the one place where we would check constitutional oversight abuse. But I'm, I'm, tragically, I'm wrong. The lawfare is what the deep state has used 
to go after targets. They go after me, they go after you, and so many other people that we've mentioned during the program. And, of course, they're going after Donald Trump baselessly to kneecap him, to take him out of the presidency, to rig another presidential election. And the judges are going along with this caper. And we have to start Congress, have to start impeaching judges. Is something I talk about in my book, Government Gangsters. But what this shows to me more than anything else is that there's a two-tier system of justice that Donald Trump is exposing, not just at the state level, but at the federal level. And he's exposing the corruption, whether it's the documents case or whether it's the January 6th case or what have you. People are starting to see that, wait a second, it's not that I like or dislike Donald Trump. It's that he has a right to say he won this election and every election going forward to the end of time. It's called the First Amendment. Hillary Clinton did it. Speaker Pelosi did it. Hakeem Jeffries did it. AOC has done it. So why shouldn't Donald Trump have the same rights? And what we are seeing is when the government actually had the opportunity to go ahead and baselessly charge Donald Trump with actually possessing classified documents, they didn't do it. And when they could have charged him with actually causing an insurrection and sedition, they didn't do it because it is unlawful to have done so. It didn't happen. So they have created legal morass and fancy language. And, of course, the fake news media will carry their water for them to somehow dirty up Donald Trump with the criminal justice system. It is unconstitutional. And America is starting to catch on. And I think that's the movement that's going to catapult Donald Trump to the presidency in 2024. All right. Sadly, we are out of time. I want to thank Cash Patel for joining us today on The Roger Stone Show.